Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs. What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, episode 17. Thank you to all of you who have reached out, given me feedback, encouraged me to keep going, and told me what you've liked and maybe not liked about the podcast. You guys keep pushing me forward, and I just want to say thanks. Today, I've got a little hodgepodge for you. Spent the weekend at a CrossFit competition, got to see some old friends, some listeners, and we talked through several of the podcasts and several ideas. And look, man, I am not fit at the moment. At least I didn't feel that way going into it. But when the lights come on, there's something about that competition that just brings out the energy. And I do not like to lose. Well, friends, I have to get used to losing because we did not win. But let me just tell you this. There's some things I learned this weekend, just reminded myself of that I want to just start this episode with. It is good for you to get outside your comfort zone and to push yourself and to test your limits at times. Even on the way home, I was having a conversation with my partner and we were talking about failure and the fear of failure and the idea that really, if you don't start, that's where failure happens. But trying and getting, pushing yourself and testing your limits, that's good. It's good for you. It's good experience, not just in exercise, but in other areas of life as well. It's good to get uncomfortable at times. It's good to realize that you can go further than you think you can. And this is also true. It's easier to go to those places when someone is there next to you doing it. We, we didn't win the competition. In fact, we finished fourth. But what we did was we ran our race. Every single workout, we planned and we executed our plan. At the end of the day, your measure of success is not as much comparative to others, but it's how well did you execute your plan. When we got in the car to drive home from the competition, what we both said to each other was, we did exactly what we came to do. And there was just teams that were fitter than we were, but we weren't upset with our effort and we weren't upset with our plan. We executed and we just needed to work on a couple things. And so at the end of the day, listen, in life, you make a plan and you execute your plan. And also, there were things that went wrong. You know, at a, at a competition, there are judges, there's volunteers, there's things that happen. And here's, here's what I just want to remind you guys in life in general. Be nice to people. Things will go wrong, but as much as you can, be helpful and encouraging to others when you have the chance, because you might be the only one who offers that. So just some quick nuggets from this weekend's workout. I've also been in the middle of orientation season at Coastal Carolina University. That's right, orientations, where the freshmen come and they're all nervous, but we have this fair um, that happens uh, in the morning where the freshmen can kind of come and, and meet different things. And we had this conversation this week about etiquette, but specifically about where do you wear your name tag. Now listen, this is a little bonus etiquette tip for you today because we had this conversation and I I got this when I was in elementary school and I haven't forgotten. I took some I wish I could remember who taught the etiquette class because there's several things that I still remember from that time, but this is one of them. You see, there's a big debate of where do you wear a name tag? Do you wear it on the right side 
of your shirt or do you wear it on the left side of your shirt? And in fact, the person working the table with me, I'm not going to name names, um, but that person was wrong. That person made an argument that their name tag should be placed on the left side of the shirt. And if you do it on the left side, friends, I'm just telling you that's not correct. You see, proper etiquette is that you would put your name tag on the right side of your shirt because most people shake hands with your right hand. And as you shake hand, it almost uh, creates a natural line for you then to follow the handshake up to where the name tag is. Instead of awkwardly looking across their body, trying to figure out the name where they clearly don't know, they clearly know that you don't know their name. At least if it's following right up line, then it's an easy look to see what that person's name is. Also, if you notice, most shirts are embroidered on the left side with a logo on the left. Very few shirts have a actual company logo on the right. It's on the left, which means that the name tag can go on the right. Also, for my name tag, it has a big warning on the back that says, do not wear this name tag near your pacemaker. Friends, I don't have a pacemaker, but if I did have a pacemaker, it would be in the left side of my chest. So there's your little tidbit for you. Name tags go on the right side, and you will be ready to go business professional if you follow that advice. Also had a conversation this week about is TSA PreCheck and global entry worth it? Here's what I'm going to say. If you leave the country at all over the next five years, global entry is worth it. If you fly on more than one occurrence a year, I feel like TSA PreCheck is worth it. TSA PreCheck, like I've said before, you can do that on its own. It's $80 for a five-year period. And typically they have um, almost some rotating areas where you can go and apply for TSA PreCheck and have some interviews or go through the process in person. Uh, Global entry is a little different. There's only a couple places um, in each region that offer this service. So I live in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach area. For me, we went to Charlotte Airport to have this done. And I've also seen that Atlanta Airport does it. The two closest places to me to do global entry are Charlotte and Atlanta. And for us, all we did was we filled out all the paperwork online. We did everything online. And when we went through customs in Charlotte, that is when we did our interview. We had scheduled it. We knew we'd be traveling through, and we did it that way. But if you live within driving distance of Charlotte or Atlanta, you can plan ahead and have your interview scheduled for global entry there. I think it's worth it. That's just my personal opinion because TSA PreCheck is a fantastic bonus, especially as summer travel gets crazy. You've added all of these lines. The security line has gotten super long at Myrtle Beach Airport. TSA PreCheck is easy to get through, and you skip the line, and it's just so much easier to go through. And for me, that small fee, convenience-wise, is well worth it, especially since the credit card I have actually pays for that next time I do that. I also mentioned last episode about ghost fares. Now, listen, ghost fares are when you ghost the plane in the sense of you're trying to go to Charlotte, for example, from Myrtle Beach, but the ticket is too expensive just to fly from Myrtle Beach to Charlotte. And so you fly from Myrtle Beach to Charlotte and you buy a ticket to maybe Cincinnati, but you don't go to Cincinnati. You get off the plane. 
listen, they will monitor it. So if you're doing this regularly, you'll be put on a list, you'll be monitored, and some airlines actually won't let you fly. So I forgot to mention that last episode, but you just use this sporadically or in desperation. This should not be something you do on the regular. Um, in fact, I've even had gate agents um, mention to me that they've been on the lookout for this in the past um, when uh, some people didn't show up for a flight. Uh, and so ghost fares, you can ghost an airline, but you remember you can't check a bag because uh, you can't, you, you're not getting that bag. If you checked it, it's going to Cincinnati, not Charlotte. Uh, also, you can't do this if you're counting on taking a return fare on the same airline because they're going to cancel the entire itinerary. Now, also moving forward, this is kind of a part two of the airline talk from last week. Um, one of the great websites and great resources that I use, and I know several other of our listeners use, is a, is called Flight Aware. And if you go on Flight Aware, you Google Flight Aware, what you can do is you can keep up to date with where your plane is. You can keep up to date with if it's delayed or if it's early or where, if it's taken off from its previous destination. You can find out where it's coming from, where it is currently. Is it in the air? Is it delayed? Is it canceled? All of these things and it's a great resource for you during this travel season to get up-to-date information about your plane. And I've gotten information from there before it's even been announced in the airport because they're updating that regularly. Uh, when we were coming back from our cruise and flying back from the Fort Lauderdale airport, I had pulled up FlightAware and we knew we were going to be delayed so much because our plane that we were going to get on in Fort Lauderdale to fly back to Myrtle Beach hadn't even left Fort Lauderdale to go to Haiti to then turn around and come back to Fort Lauderdale. And so we were well aware that we were in for a long day. And I'm going to tell you, it was still painful in that moment, but it would have been a lot more painful had we just been sitting there wondering why the plane was actually delayed. So Flight Aware is a great website for you to find out some information about your flight, where it's going. And even if you're flying in the next couple of days, you can look at it ahead of time and kind of just see what the pattern is. Has there been delays? Things like that. Uh, and so some, some information um, to keep up with. Also with the Flight Aware thing, um, if you are flying and you see that your plane is severely delayed, most people okay, think I can, you, you would think you could have some time to not show up at the airport. And that's a fair assumption. That means you can, if your flight is delayed for several hours, you have some time to get to the airport. But I would always be near the airport because, for example, say you're flying Southwest Airlines and you're in Baltimore and Flight Aware shows that the plane you're supposed to get on is somewhere else and is, is super delayed. Well, Baltimore happens to be a hub of Southwest, so they can, they can pull another plane on Southwest in Baltimore. In fact, I know that this happened recently. And so the plane, they were still delayed a little bit, but it wasn't as much as they were going to be. Um, this has happened on Spirit in different places as well. It typically doesn't happen unless you're in the hub of the city of the plane you're, uh, you're flying. And so, but just something to keep in mind of is delays happen and be prepared. But if you're delayed and you want to not show up at the airport, just be ready to show up at a moment's notice because if they pull a plane, they're going to go as soon as they're ready and not going to wait on you. All right. Now, a little more on travel. You may have seen this floating around on the Internet lately. Uh, there, there has been so much talk over the last couple of weeks about what's going on in the travel industry, what's happening with all the delays. Even today, I saw that, man, there was hundreds of Delta flights canceled um, this week. Um, you, this weekend, a lot of them going through Atlanta, Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport. 
Um, and so you just have to be aware that this summer travel season right now is just crazy. And you also probably need to assume that it's going to go into the fall as well. For us, we're well aware that when we're traveling this fall, we might run into some of these same issues. So travel is rough, no doubt. But listen, in life, when people get scared of things, generally that creates opportunities for you to step into and take advantage of. What I mean by that, so many times when people fear something bad happening, they pull back or they, they pull their funds. For example, in the stock market, uh, they pull out of in a big when everything just goes down. That's the time where there's opportunity for you to have good investments. And so for me, when things get crazy in the travel industry, sometimes that's a great opportunity to see if fares are good or, or maybe you can find a great deal or maybe you can prepare yourself to have a great experience even though other people might not be having the same great experience. Flights are being canceled left and right, no doubt about it. But listen, the morning is generally the best time to fly right now. There's less cancellations, less delays. Those planes come in at night, and they're there, which means this. You're the first flight out most of the time if you book a morning, early morning flight, which you're going to have less opportunity for cancellation, less opportunities for delays because you're having a new crew there that's, that hasn't timed out. The plane is there. There's less thunderstorms in the morning, especially during the summer season. And so you have a better chance of everything being on time if you book in the morning. As the day goes on, you have more and more opportunity for delays, more and more opportunities for thunderstorms, more and more opportunities for cancellations, which all leads to times out and all these things. And so, yeah, as the day goes on, it's going to be more and more and more delays and cancellations. So if you can fly in the morning, I highly suggest you do it. Now, those prices, because of that, they're going to be higher. So if you want to risk it, fly in the afternoon. If you have nothing to worry about and you're not going to miss anything, that's a great example of an opportunity to find a lower fare because less people are willing to take that chance. Now, I would also say this. If you're scared about any of this right now, then drive. But the gas prices aren't helping you. But if you're within maybe a four or five hour um, flight, maybe or four or five hour drive, maybe you need to consider driving instead of flying just through this summer if these things scare you. Now, also, I mentioned this last week, but I want to mention it again. The apps for airlines are your friends. They are great resources to use. And so, for example, I'm using the app to book our tickets to Mexico because the app gives me every, you can do everything from the app, and the app is up to date. And sometimes you find out through the app something about your flight before the even flight crew finds out. So don't, uh, don't mis uh, mistake using the app. Use the apps for your benefit. They are great. Also, let me just say this. This is true in life as well, but this is especially true right now. In Create margin in your life. Margin, margin, margin. Everything in life right now seems to be about being busy, doing as much as you can, and squeezing your time. And ultimately, we don't like creating margin because sometimes we get bored with margin. Sometimes margin feels like an inconvenience, but margin is how you're going to have a great experience when flying and traveling this summer and this fall. Create margin in your schedule in case something goes wrong. So, for example, if you've booked a cruise across the country 
and you have to get there. Maybe you consider not even flying in the day before. Maybe you fly in two days before. Create that extra margin and enjoy the city that you're flying into for an extra day prior to going on a cruise. We did this several years back. We went over and did a Mediterranean cruise, and we didn't fly in the day before our cruise. We flew in three days before, and then we enjoyed Rome for several days so that we knew we were there. And now I'm, I'm encouraging other people to do the exact same thing. Instead of waiting to the last minute to get on a plane and hoping everything goes right, there's no cancellations. Yeah, yeah, obviously that help happens for some people, but it might not happen for you. And so create margin in your schedule in case something goes wrong. And when something goes wrong, you're ready, you're patient, and you can have a better experience than somebody that's not prepared that may be on the same flight for you that hasn't booked margin in their flight. Also, with margin, it opens up opportunities. If something's oversold, you have the margin to get off the plane and get a good voucher. If they sweet talk you enough and give you a, a great offer, then you have the margin built in that maybe it's paying for your vacation. And so I cannot emphasize this enough. Create margin in your schedule. Also, I'd say this. We all hate long layover. We hate long layovers. They're the worst. You just want to get where you're going, you know? And so, but unfortunately, sometimes we have to have layovers. And so instead of always going right now for the shortest layover, realize that you're going to have to embrace a longer layover if you're worried. Everything right now is affected by delays. What I mean by that is gates are full with planes. The workers are overworked and there's not enough workers to bring in every aircraft and send out every plane and deal with all this. So every every part of the system is being stressed right now, which means this, it all squeezes layover time down. So for example, just because your plane is on time and lands on the tarmac in Atlanta doesn't mean that you're going to get to the gate on time or get off the plane on time. And so if you had maybe a 50 minute or an hour layover, it might not be enough right now because of the delays that, that stack up on top of each other. So keep that in mind that you may just need to embrace a longer layover, plan for a meal, and enjoy relaxing while other people are stressing. Next, be nice. I say this, this is the second time I've said this episode, and I'm saying it to myself as well, but be nice. Smile. You might be the only person who is nice in these moments, and it might be because you've created margin in your schedule, but be nice to people. It might actually get you better service. And ask. Don't demand, but ask. All they can say is no. You have no penalty for asking questions, so ask for things. I was talking today or this weekend with my buddy, and he was like, yeah, I ask for first class all the time because the thing they can tell me is no. And if they say no, then it's okay. I don't lose anything, but I could gain something just by asking and being nice. Listen, people are missing cruises, missing weddings, missing events, missing vacations. Prepare, build margin, pack snacks, get your reading material, get your headphones, and if there is a delay or if you're stuck on a plane, you'll be ready to go in your travel. I hope these tips help. I hope they're kind of bringing you some peace of mind as you prepare for your summer travels. I want you to get out there. I want you to experience life and experience a vacation, experience the world. Don't be afraid of what the news is telling you. Just figure out a way to make it work for you to have a great experience. Thanks for listening. Hope you have a great day. Oh,